0: Good afternoon, all. This is Kurt Everson from the South Dakota Bankers Association bringing you this week's report of legislative activity at the state capitol and pier. As measured by the rate of introduction of new bills, week number three was a busy one. The first bill I want to talk about this week is Senate Bill 57, dealing with lienholder interests in vehicles abandoned at repair shops. Some of you may remember an old set of Uncle Remus stories that were originally published in about 1880. In one of those stories, the villainous Br'er Fox tried to use a tar baby to entrap Br'er Rabbit. The more Br'er Rabbit fought with the tar baby, the more entangled he became. That pretty well sums up my situation with Senate Bill 57. We at the SDBA have been involved to varying degrees in bills brought on behalf of auto repair shop owners who get stuck with vehicles and unpaid bills after repairs are performed. Most recently, in 2018, we worked with Senator Craig Kennedy, a Democrat from Yankton, on language that all parties hoped would strike a balance among the interests of repair shop owners, insurers, and lien holders alike. Apparently not satisfied with the current six-month-old language, some repair shop owners approached Senator Jeff Monroe from Pier about additional changes. At this writing, SDBA and insurance industry lobbyists are working to see if changes proposed in 57 are workable. The bill had its first hearing yesterday in the Senate Commerce Committee and was amended to restore language protecting insurer interests and with new language that essentially replaced the 2018 compromise reasonable cost of repair standard with a new standard where the cost of repair would be agreed upon before repairs were done. This new language may sound good in theory in terms of protecting lien lien holders from having to argue about overpriced repair costs with repair shop owners in negotiations over who lays claim to the abandoned vehicle. But that language won't work because repair shop owners aren't going to check a vehicle title for lien holder interests before performing repairs authorized by the now absent owner. I will continue to work with Senators Kennedy and Monroe on the ultimate language and fate of Senate Bill 57. Another bill, House Bill 1070, deals with uh, judgments by confession, I'd written previously about SDBA's intent to introduce legislation to get in front of the issue of some non-bank lenders and collectors misuse of confessions of judgment in conjunction with small business lending in other states. I'm happy to report that House Bill 1070 was introduced on Thursday and has been assigned to the House Judiciary Committee. Representative Tim Johns from Lead and Craig Kennedy from Yankton are the prime House and Senate sponsors of this bipartisan bill. Next, House Bill 1090 uh, deals with commercial property assessed clean energy programs. As I previously reported, uh, the SDBA last session successfully led the opposition to the establishment of local CPACE programs in South Dakota out of concerns about poorly structured poorly underwritten loans, and high-pressure sales tactics employed elsewhere by energy improvement salesmen. SDBA's review of CPACE program enabling legislation has been ongoing, and we will continue to express certain concerns about the potential structure and governance of the CPACE program as, as proposed now in House Bill 1090 but we'll probably be a little bit less strident in our approach in 2019 compared to last year. Representative David Johnson uh, from Rapid City is the prime sponsor of House Bill 1090. He's well aware of banking industry concerns and shares some of those same concerns, but he believes formal legislative discussion will help to frame a pace program that could succeed rather than sputter and possibly fail over the long term. Stay tuned for more detailed information on this down the road. House Bill 1128 um, is a new bill coming from the uh, South Dakota Municipal League and it deals with the maximum term of promissory notes uh, issued to municipalities. Under current law, a city may borrow money from any source willing to lend the money by issuing a promissory note. No local election is required but notes may not be issued for a term of in excess of five years. Some city governments have apparently been criticized by outside auditors where city officials and auditors have differed on on the effective term of some of their notes. The Municipal League is proposing language in HB 1128 that would allow, an unsecured promissory note under the municipal debt limit that could be maybe for a term of not more than 20 years. Because potential creditors would not be forced to loan money to a municipality for any specific term under any circumstance, I don't see an issue with House Bill 1128. If members see the issue differently, however, I would really like to hear from you. Another new bill, House Bill 1135, provides for use of certain confidential information by the director of the Legislative Research Council. This curious bill uh, essentially says that notwithstanding other state laws that deem certain documents held by state agencies and political subdivisions to be confidential, the director of the Legislative Research Council Under this bill, could request access to any information needed for the purpose of, quote, projection, estimate, report, advice, investigation, review, evaluation, or other analysis requested by the director or by a member of the legislature as required by law, end quote. When I read this bill, I broke into a cold sweat as my thought quickly migrated toward bank franchise tax returns held by the South Dakota Department of Revenue and confidential examination records held by the South Dakota Division of Banking. The section section of this bill bars the LRC director from disclosing any such information obtained to any member of the legislature. I anticipate considerable scrutiny of this proposal by multiple communities of interest. So stay tuned for more information on this one. House Bill 1146 deals with unclaimed property. I had previously reported about Senate Bill 29, another bill dealing with unclaimed property that was introduced and subsequently withdrawn at the request of State Treasurer Josh Hader. This bill, introduced by freshman Representative Carl Perry from Aberdeen, is very similar but not identical to Senate Bill 29. My read of the bill indicates that passage of House Bill 1146 would only impact the internal workings of the treasurer's unclaimed property program, not, not the external workings. House Bill 1146 provisions would not impact banks as holders and remitters of unclaimed property, but once again, if readers see something different than I do in House Bill 1146, I'd sure like to know. Another new bill, House Bill 1163, uh, would create a tax revenue study task force. Sponsored primarily, but not exclusively, by Democrat Party legislators, House Bill 1163 proposes to establish a task force to study South Dakota's tax structure and to make recommendations to the legislature on how the structure could be improved to ensure a stable revenue base adequate to fund the needs of the state to better facilitate economic development, and impose equitable tax burdens. As a person who works for the only industry in South Dakota that pays an income tax, I generally pay attention to to discussions about alternative tax structures, so I will be following the legislative debate regarding House Bill 1163. I'm going to shift for a little bit on an update on a couple of previous bills. Uh, Senate Bill 37, dealing with multiple employer health insurance trusts, this bill that was brought by the South Dakota Division of Insurance sailed through the Senate yesterday with nary a dissenting vote. Um, This week's uptick in bill introductions will continue likely through the end of next week. That means that committee action in the House on Senate Bill 37 will likely not occur for a while, but stay tuned. A uh, couple of House bills that impact the structure of the state's Bank Franchise Tax Code passed their first Senate bill on Friday morning with support from me and the SDBA, on behalf of the SDBA. House Bill 1014, uh, to change the order of priority for applying Bank Franchise Tax Payments among tax interest and penalties owed, passed unanimously out of the Tax Committee and was placed on the Senate Consent Calendar. House Bill 1015 to sync cross-references between various parts of South Dakota's tax code, including the bank franchise tax, and syncing that with the most current version of the Internal Revenue Code got the same favorable treatment as did House Bill 1015. So uh, the last bill I'll talk about, uh, again, uh, deals with the concept of business development banks. Uh, though representatives from Expansion Capital Group, uh, the group that's behind this legislation, were in peer this week visiting with individual legislators and staff who work for Governor Nome about business development bank enabling legislation. I presume a bill will likely be introduced next week. Uh, I know that SDBA Chairman Carl Adam Uh, This week encouraged bankers to contact state legislators to let them know that the SDBA and bankers are opposed to this legislation. I would respectfully like to encourage those contacts this weekend and in the weeks that lie ahead. There is absolutely no substitute for contact between elected legislators and trusted bankers back home when it comes to moving the needle either for or against legislation. As always, um, I'm here to serve your interest. Uh, my, My door is always open. I always have my phone with me, so please contact me anytime you have any questions or concerns. Have a great weekend, everybody.